Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with Joe Scrabbles. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, tired. Yes, We, we me were naughty too. last night. Oh, well, that sounds a bit uh, different. We're just out late. We could have had sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's always an option. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the table. We didn't, though. We we're too tired. I'm going to we take both, it off the table, yeah, but we were it's both, on the table right now. We were both, we're, I think we were both too tired for that. What, sex? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, know, you wouldn't be getting the best of me. No. No. And me, you. Yeah. Um, Matt. Hi. Are you tired? No, not at all. Have okay. a good bedtime. So everything's on the table for you. Yeah, You're all sex, of it. Sex ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get going, baby. <laughs> uh, we're just going to take a 10 minute break. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um, there's some news. There's lots of news. This is a bumper episode. Let's kick things off. Yeah. HBO. They're bloody doing The Last of Us. What is this? News, games, and more. The new live <laughs> show every day. I'm at- bringing tired energy. I was about to say every day at noon midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind a of great character name. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Noon Midnight. I'm Noon Midnight. Um, and I'm going to be a bit unorthodox and kick the show off. It's not a show, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. With a piece of feedback. Oh. From Mike Tapia. Tapia. Tapia? Is it ta- have we it's had Tapia? Tapia. We've had this before. Sorry, Mike. I know. I now know. He's a good lad. It says, hey team. Hello. Hi. On hearing the highly pleasing news that The Last of Us will be getting a TV adaptation, my mind immediately went down the route of potential casting choices. I think a lot of people did this. I'm sure we're all in agreement that Caitlin Deaver from Booksmart slash Unbelievable, etc. will make a perfect Ellie. The one who isn't Jonah Hill's sister. All but... Yes. Yeah, not, not beanie-fied steel. Or be yeah, a I slightly aged-up version. I do agree she'd be very good at it. She'd, she is, like, early 20s, but I'm sure she could... Maybe if they aged up Ellie No one ever plays an actual... No it's, teenager actually ever plays a teenager in They do in, like, it. Also, she played a teenager in and stuff. Booksmart. She did. Yeah. She did. But she's a few years older now. Yes. Um, but, no, I do think... I've watched Unbelievable, and... I could see, yeah, from that performance more an Ellie in that, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, a vulnerability. I think that is a good but a strange choice. Uh, and Mike also thinks that Josh Brolin would be a banging Joel. I did mention that yesterday. That's a, that I'm, works for me. It works for me. I don't know if he's slightly too old. But he's got... The good thing about Brolin, he's yeah. got obviously grizzles yes. and chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he has got a sense of humour. And yeah. I think that's what comes through with Joel towards the end of that game. Is like, he's a nice, funny man mm. under his... You know, horrified exterior. Mm. But Mike wants to know if we've got any of our own. And he says I've, he's already picked him if he's Chalamet for Waluigi, so you can't have him. Fucking <laughs> hell. He would be that. a good Waluigi. I can't believe there's an actor who looks anything like Waluigi. Um, mm. People on the internet are saying uh, Nicholas Costa Waldo, Jamie Lannister. I did see that. I don't know what he's like. So, Southern that's San Antonio accent. Or he, can, like. he can't do English, no. and that's a closer one. I've got. A couple, I hate the Lannisters. I've got accents. a couple. Obviously, Sean Williamson, Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number one. Number one for Ellie. So, yeah. <laughs> number one on the call sheet. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Fucking hell! No, Imagine no. the accent on that. <laughs> no, uh, some How gen- be partner? <laughs> some, some genuine ones. Though. I've got a couple. Um, okay. I think it's more. It's more of an obvious one that a lot of people probably said, but John Krasinski, because in A Quiet Place, he looks a bit like Joel. I mean, he dresses exactly yeah. like Joel. I don't know if he could... I don't, I don't know if he could be hot. I would never see him as someone who's that grizzled. Well, I think he plays sadder yeah. rather than angrier. Angry. 
My other choice, mm-hmm. John Hamm. Ooh, yeah. I like it. I've never really seen John Hamm grizzled. What does he look like when I he's mean, he can, up? He gets a bit... Have you watched Madman? Yeah, of course. Okay. okay. When, I interviewed, him, when <laughs> I interviewed him, I had a, he had a beard and it made me mm. fall over. <laughs> he can get angry. He can do, like, angry eyes very well or, like, yeah. just, yeah, stern. He's played... Mm, he's never played exactly that. He's played horrible. In like Baby, him and Baby Driver, Driver. He's, he's sleazy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I would give him a go I've also got to remind people that this is TV although HBO is obviously a big deal these mm. days a lot of people are saying like Denzel Washington Brad Pitt is like I don't think they're going to no. do TV no a TV video game adaptation no. Honest, honestly like I'm slightly surprised by how happy everyone is at this news yeah I think it's fine I think it's I'm fine. very I nervous pre- about it I, I think a lot of people are relieved because I think it would work so much better as a series than as a film oh 100% so but if, I just, and I think because it's the guy who did Chernobyl you feel like he'll do it properly yeah, but remember all the other shit he did before Chernobyl yeah. uh, like we've very quickly assumed that he's <laughs> wicked <laughs> like yeah. what wait I'm what's, what's his past? Jared Harris get Jared Harris as Joel uh, mate Jared Harris <laughs> as um Oh. Nolan North's character. Oh, um, what's the horrible David? David. Yeah, yeah. I would love Jared Harris as David. Yeah, because be he'd be so nice when you met him. You'd be like, I fucking love yeah. this guy, mm-hmm. and then he's horrible. Um, Some people call him a legend <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> yeah, good. Let's play that. Uh, have you got any? Yeah. So I really, I think the Caitlin Dever is mm. absolutely smack on, and I do think. Like, have you seen this tweet, Cardi, of the of Nikolai Costa Waldo next to her? Like, have, yeah. that is it practically works. cover art, yeah. like the way they've done I'm it. I'm just not hundred percent convinced as an actor for him. Sure, yeah, like he's, I he's, he's got like the look. He's got the perfect yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Craig Mazin, sorry, Scary Movie three and four. Classics. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the Hangover Part two and three. Uh, Classics. Uh, Identity Thief. Don't know what that is. Uh, it was that. Um, I think it was Jason Bateman. And, oh, Melissa oh, um, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was also shite. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's doing the Borderlands movie as well. He's with he's, Rotho. Uh, yeah, with yeah, Eli. Okay, uh, I'm not going to put too much stock. in That's it. I'm just like everyone's. I'm very. I'm excited. I'm happy. It's yeah. a good idea. I just don't know why everyone's suddenly gone. Mm. It's oh. gonna be great. No, so we like, don't know that. Part uh, of my slight worry is is because obviously I'm a slightly more critical view of The Witcher mm. and sort of like having and I know it's HBO so they've got more money, but when I saw some of the monsters in The Witcher that are a bit rubbery, Buffy era, like I don't want a mm. clicker to look like it's a Buffy era. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that they do that well. Also, please for the love of God, don't cast Millie Bobby Brown as Ellie. Oh no, fuck, they off. won't. I don't think they will because I, I think they have smarter brains than that um is there any like i know it's also another cliche answer do you think troy baker should play him mm, no like his voice is perfect obviously mm. it's almost as if he played him he's too beautiful he's too beautiful he's a very good looking guy what are you he? gonna do is he gonna get rid of his undercut i don't think so <laughs> that hair's part of him um I just, like Nolan North would be a better job <laughs> like that would be funny if they if he took that role yeah Retro I replay still on think that. Barry from EastEnders. Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. At a push, Danny Dyer. Ooh. 
<laughs> I'd love Danny Dyer to play Joel. That. Would you relocate it to Britain? Have it like a no? I'd ha- I'd want Danny Dyer trying to do the accent and be very <laughs> serious about that it. That would be incredible. That'd be great. Mm, do you know what's looking incredible though? Matt? What that? What that? Mm. What that? Final Fantasy VII. I've noticed. You've played some more of that. Everyone can play the demo right now yeah. if you're in a PlayStation 4. You play, is it roughly 45 minutes, the yeah, first chapter? Yeah, I think you could probably stretch it out to an hour if Ooh, you were if you're fancy. being ponderous. Uh, I'm yet to play it. I think I'm at the point there I'm just going to wait for it. Okay. Uh, and just give it a full go. You've played about three hours, though. Yeah, about that now. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, if you... Uh, if you haven't already read my preview, I'll give you the I highlight trail. <laughs> Go on. So, um, what's what we got to play um, a couple of weeks ago now was basically the remixed versions of things that everybody already knows is going to be in the game. So, we did the first reactor bombing mission, we did the second reactor bombing mission, and then we did um, the fight that's under Don Corneo's mansions when you go in the sewers and you fight apps. So, we did all of that. There was a little bit of a bridging section where when the first reactor blows up. I got to explore a bit of Midgar on the way out of there. Ooh. But aside from that, that's all I've seen. So in some ways, it's been quite a good experience to be reassured that all the things that you know from the game are in the remake mm-hmm. and they feel really good. What I haven't seen is anything that makes this game a huge standalone Final Fantasy game. Like, yeah. Because, yes, the bits that I've played are, they take a lot longer than what, like, me and Joe played through the Midgar section recently. And what did it take us, like, five and a half hours? If that, yeah. And so, obviously, I've done three hours and not seen half of what we've mm. played through. So, I am seeing how, like, the reactors now take you, like, 30 to 40 minutes to do rather than, what, like, 20 minutes, mm. maybe. Um, and that's largely because the boss fights are incredibly complex mm-hmm. now. Um, and there's, you know, sort of like the geography of those reactors is, is bigger. Um, but yeah, it's now I'm starting to wonder, like, why are they not showing, like, the side quest elements of Midgar? Why are they not showing us more of that? Is mm. there any indication of how open the city is, like, no. you can explore? No, not at all. Like, we know that there are side quests. We know that there are other characters to talk to. There are new elements to this game. And uh, Katase, the producer, was talking to Famitsu in the latest issue and said that we're, we're dedicated to making the side content the same quality as the main content. I wish they'd showed me a bit of that so I could talk about not just the things I know about. Mm. But the good thing is, is the stuff that I have played is genuinely fantastic like that combat system is still amazing and when you get to play it in like the later areas in the demo you start to realize how that actually works with a full party Mm. like your characters have so many more abilities compared to what they had in the original like obviously normal attacks which you would use essentially a turn on in the original game Mm. is now just something that you can basically spam Mm. like it's on square so now like the amount of extra physical abilities you've got like tifas are really interesting because they are designed god you won't know this but like when tifa does a limit break which is like a powerful attack in the original game you have like these spinning sort of like slot machine like ui that comes up and basically you're I've trying seen it to, in the dreams remake yeah you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> obviously you're trying to almost to chain those attacks together with like the best value that's in the mm-hmm. which is yeah um that sounds ridiculous when i just say it out loud um and so you don't have that for her but what all of her attacks sort of link together so for example like her first attack on the the list is something called unbridled strength which basically is just a major buff for all of her abilities mm. 
So then you'd do that and then you'd select the next one, which is maybe like an uppercut and that'll punch people into the sky. And then sort of like, as long as you've charged your ATB gauge up again, you can then do like Star Strike, I think it's called, which again will chain back into so what you've done. you've almost got to do combos, but it's more combos in menus. You've got to remember which... Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's working out which attacks work nicely together yeah. and sort of like... Obviously, you can charge up two of the ATB gauges, which is what you spend to do better attacks. Mm -hmm. So learning which two go together quite nicely. And then obviously you've got another two party members with you. So it's learning how all of those come together. It's quite interesting when you've got a full party that it feels a lot more like original Final Fantasy VII combat than I thought it would. That's cool. Yeah, like you are obviously, like you're not rooted to the spot like you were in those games, but... It's not a game where you're... So in Final Fantasy XV, obviously, if you were playing as Noctis, like you don't have to worry about what anybody else in the party mm. is doing. They're still doing their own thing. That's not how Sevens works. Like, yes, they'll be doing their standard attacks, but they're not, doing, they're not casting magic. They're not selecting their special abilities or anything like that. You have to command them. So mm. it is like waiting for those turns to come around in Final Fantasy VII, but there's just a lot more flashier stuff going on in between. Right. Mm. So, like, I'm genuinely impressed with how that combat system's coming off. I just want to know now. I know that will be good. I want to know where it all fits into the larger picture. Yeah. I know all the things that I want that game to do, it's doing already. Mm-hmm. And but, Now it's just proven there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I would genuinely be happy with just a sort of straight remake with that combat system, but I know that's not what the game is. And I'd rather they experimented and I'd rather they do the risks. Mm. I'm just hoping those risks pay off. And yeah. what I've seen suggests that they've done it. But I, I have to admit that I haven't seen those other bits behind the curtain. It would be quite amazing if they've managed to hide a lot of shite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if it came out and everyone's suddenly like, oh, bloody hell, this yeah. is rubbish. <laughs> like, that would be a feat of preview lockdown yeah. that I don't think we ever really see. So no. I, th- I think we'd know if it was something to be worried about mm-hmm. at this point. I think there's the potential that, like, those bits just might be a little bit shallow in comparison yeah. to the main experience, but it's no different to most modern no. RPGs. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, if the the base level is still an amazing thing, mm-hmm. then I yeah. and I think <laughs> there's definitely a thing with like a lot of the previews. Do feel like they've been like, I think like Square like people like me going to preview it because that game I sort of know inside out a yeah. bit, and like I am very like all of my preview coverage because of the way that it's had to be built because of what they've showed me is a lot of comparing how mm. new to olds and how they've revitalized old areas mm. and it's a bit like that second reactor actually has like a mini game going on within it where so the final boss you can basically deny it attacks by the rather that it's not just a maker reactor like generating electricity and destroying the planet as the storyline sort of says it's also a manufacturing plant for giant robots so you can take components off the manufacturing line so when you get to the end boss it's got less ammunition in its guns or it can do less stun abilities on you so that's quite cool and that adds uh, like a a feeling of it's not necessarily big decisions like because it at the end of the day like the boss is still going to be the same boss it's just going to have less of something that reminds me of I'm not that I'm that well versed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of thing that Souls games has done, isn't it? That like you kind of you could do before getting to a boss, do a certain thing that makes that boss easier when you get to. I it. mean, you can certainly like. So I'm playing through Dark Souls three at the moment, mm. and certainly one of the things that you can do is if you're part of one of the certain covenants and that you kill their like invading 
I can't remember what the Dark Souls version of a hunter is, but they're invading sort of spectres. Mm. They will then be available as a summon before you go into the battle, so you can take them in with right. you. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's a similar sort of thing. I can't think of a Souls game where I've played where I've done something that actively means the boss can't use this combo. But maybe, I mean, like, there's still so much of Souls that I don't know, mm. so mm. I'm not but saying you're one. wrong, Simon. <laughs> No, I know there's that dragon you can shoot its tail off and you get a big sword. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know whether he uses well. that tail. Mm, the, so the, that the for as far as I've so I've not finished the, all of Dark Souls one, but that dragon's certainly not a boss in what I've played. Right, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just on a bridge, and if you want the Drake sword, you spend hours mm. shooting Shoot. his tail. Yeah, mm. anyway, I'm gonna be a maverick and drop in some more feedback. What, the fuck what have you done to the structure of this show? I'm going off piece. Uh, this is from Marie Humphrey, who says, "Hi guys." Long-time listener slash fan of the podcast. Nice. It's good that you're a listener and a fan. You want to be a listener and not a fan of I've, it, I've, that would I've be. met a few. <laughs> well, you just listened out of furious. spite. Absolutely <laughs> furious with us, they are. Good luck to you. Uh, got a question from Matt. Oh, Having hello. never played a Final Fantasy game before, should I get the Final Fantasy VII Remake, or will I have no idea what's going on? Also, as someone who generally likes story-driven games, Uncharted, Last of Us, God of War, is this game for me? The answer is yes and yes and yes. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about not having played a Final Fantasy game before. because, And this is genuinely a very good question because the titles never really make this clear. Uh, the Final Fantasy games aren't linked aside from a few very, very specific instances. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, each game is set in a new world with new characters... Um, and it's not even like... I don't think there's such thing as the Final Fantasy multiverse. I don't no, think no, it's... No, no. It, it's just... They come up with new ideas for each one. Um, so Final Fantasy VII is a unique world. You don't need to have played any of the others. There are some linking elements across the series. So, for example, all of the games have chocobos in, which are the giant yellow birds. Uh, all of them have a character called Sid, although you won't get to meet Sid in the remake because he's not in this section of the story. That you know of. Well, I mean, if they put him in, I'll be very surprised, but I'd be elated because he's my favourite character. Um, but yeah, so, and it is, Final Fantasy is driven by story, I think. And when you say <clears> Seven <throat> is arguably the most story-driven of them all, I don't or most beloved story. I think, like, again, it's one of those ones if you ask, yeah. like, Nine is very, very beloved, and yeah. Ten has a, has a big fan base. Seven, I think, Seven's probably got the most... It definitely feels the paciest to me. Yeah, it's the one that's I think has the most iconic story because Sephiroth is well known as a great villain. Mm. Um, it's got some really mad bits to it that are very easy, like they're not easily forgot. And also, like because most of the Final Fantasy games take place in a slightly more high fantasy world compared to Seven, mm-hmm. and so this is very, very sort of cyberpunk, steampunk mesh sort of mashup. Um, but the storyline is about there's a corporation that's destroying the planet, so and you play as an eco terrorist. So like, it's got real tangential links to the world and how like politics. Mm. It's an anti corporation story. Mm, yeah. So it's a great jumping on point, like because Final Fantasy can get absolutely absurd and quite difficult to follow at times. I think Seven is probably the best jumping on point. I haven't played much of Remake, but yeah. I would say it's probably. If if what you generally play is God of War, Uncharted, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, it's going to be slightly more thinky thinky combat, yeah, than those things. So because that, you're that not would just be, playing one character, right? Like I don't think the story, I don't think the story is going to be a problem. No. But like 
if that's not what you're used to, then it that mm-hmm. might be the impediment. Is there any indication of how easy you can make the you game? You can actually make I would it. Likely at some point turn this game down because I sure. want to see the story. So there's there's three sort of difficulty levels, which is normal, easy, and what's called classic. Classic is this really weird design which is supposed to evoke the original game, but it doesn't really. But is actually very handy for if you find like genuinely at the uh, preview event there were journalists that were struggling with the first boss fucking journalists uh, i know right <laughs> but jesus christ you know, i found i found the first boss relatively fine to mm. do but i will admit like if you're used to playing single character games especially because it looks like an action game on mm. When you're looking at the mm. game, it looks like it's God of War to a degree, but with lots of spells. But it's not. It's a party-based game that you have to issue commands to every person in the party. Mm. If that genuinely is is struggling, if your experience is in a God of War or, or mm. Uncharted where you don't have to worry about that, Classic's quite good because it means that you don't have to think about the actual physical pressing of buttons to attack and defend and dodge. It just puts the focus on when these characters build up their ATB gauges and they're ready to spend, now is the time for you to think, which means that there's, it's a lot easier to swap between characters because you're not like frantically moving, like, I've got Cloud's done, now I move to Barrett, I've mm. got his done, I need to build Cloud stuff back up, I need to swap to Tifa to build hers up. You can just focus on issuing the commands. Mm-hmm. So I genuinely think that, mate, and the difficulty of the enemies is easier on classic mode as well. Yeah. So I think, like, if... If it's genuinely a struggle, I think, and you're enjoying the story, there's definitely a way in for you. And then easy mode has the easier enemies, but you still get full control of the party. And then normal is Sweet. it's well, basic. Like we said, there's an hour long demo yeah. for free on PlayStation. So, so true. Do try, try it, it out. Try it for yourself. Let us know how it goes. We've been playing a game, Joe. Yes. Which I'm going to let you try and explain because uh, I'm a yeah. coward. It's a new. <laughs> Arena FPS. Quantum League. Quantum League. It's by an Argentinian studio called Nimble Giant. Uh, And it is a game... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a game. I'm going to just describe the 1v1 mode because it's much easier. Just get your article up and read it. No. (laughs) It's 1v1, but you play three rounds, and in those three rounds you essentially create clones of your own character all of which are recorded versions of your actions when you first <laughs> controlled them. <laughs> I know oh, what this game so isn't hard. even that as confusing. It's so hard to explain. <laughs> Round one, it's a 1v1 shooter. Yeah. You're trying to get to a, you're trying to end up in a control point at the end, hopefully having killed the other person. In round two, there is a ghost version. Well, no, it's not even a ghost. It's just a replay of what you did. Yeah, there's a living replay of what you've just done, but you're playing the same round again, and so is the other person. Yeah. Right? It's the second (laughs) loop of the same round. Yeah. It's a time paradox. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's... I would say... So there is a, a full match of the game that I recorded on IGN. If it makes it any easier, it doesn't to understand though, does just it? by wa- watching. Read Joe's article. My article attempts to explain yeah. it very then simply. Watch the video, and hopefully between those, you can work out what's happening in this game. You shouldn't be setting homework for people listening to this. No, podcast. but it's. I just want to say that it's incredible. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. The, the point here is the like that. Those replays, when you have... So when you get to the third round, you've got three versions of the three rounds you've done, and they've got three versions of the three rounds yeah. they've done. So you're essentially playing a 3v3 shooter, but where two of your loops mm. have prior knowledge 
of what exactly. happened the last so time. The cool thing is, say I'm playing against Joe, and I, in the first round, run out of a shotgun and kill Joe's character. Yeah. And then I run with that character onto the control point. If at the end of that th- of the third of those loops, I then score a point. Yeah. But in the second loop, if Joe kills the loop the- I sent out first before I killed Joe's first one, then my first character dies and Joe's second one is still alive. Because when you die, you don't just stop moving. <laughs> you do a thing that's called desyncing, and you still move around the map. And that's basically you're, creating, you're doing you're, what you will be doing if that character is saved. You're creating that character's <laughs> potential actions. Yeah, yeah. creating numerous timelines. My God, it's God, it's good. Because <laughs> like, I guess essentially what you can create, you can create up to what six timelines. Because if you uh, are if killed, you, if you haven't, uh, yeah, but it's up it's, to three. Because it's. If, it's three timelines. If no one's at the point on the little circle in the middle of the map to score a point at the end of the third loop of a round, then it just ro- it goes round again for right. another But it three doesn't loops. restart. It starts from the end no. of those first three loops. Yeah. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I know this sounds like the most complicated <laughs> game in the world. When you play it... It makes sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's so immediately exciting. Yeah. Like, because it's a strategy game as much as it is a shooter because mm-hmm. the first round you could go well what I'm actually going to do is stay here and stop them from ever getting to the point mm. but your first round you could run straight to the point and then spend the next two rounds trying to protect that first character from ever dying so that you've essentially won two rounds ago yeah. it's just you're ensuring that happened God, so mm-hmm. good. It's <laughs> I so love it. Good. We just want... Uh, it's, Unfortunately, it's right now... It's not one for an audio format, but we just basically won't say how much we loved it. Unfortunately, you can't play you it can't right play now. can't play it right now, no. It, we, we found out about it essentially two days before the beta ended. I found, um, yeah, I found out about five hours before yeah, it. Um, but it is coming to early access in the next few months. Yeah. We are assured. And I highly recommend... Like, we'll talk about it again yeah. because, fuck me, it's just... It's such an exciting so it's for game. for Quantum... League, league. It's, it's a good little twist on Quantum Leap. I like what they've done. Yeah, but also Quantum Break. Mm. I don't know. That's the problem with it. Is it doesn't look original, and no, its title it is not like very original. It has a very Fortnite Overwatch aesthetic, and I think that's turning a lot of people off. Mm. And it it can mask the fact that what you're playing is so mm. very. But cool. it did feel good to play like the shooting. Oh, I think it's good. a really nice feeling shooter. I'm yeah. t- like, they're not a day. They're not a debut studio by any means but like i am surprised by how polished i've played shooters by studios who don't have a million people working for them before and they felt Mm. much much worse than this i think this feels really nice that's good weapons that's quantum league do you know what has fucking loads of good weapons go on blood roots oh yeah you were playing this the other day i have been playing a ton of blood roots i played it all the way home from san francisco on my nintendo switch console i love those consoles Uh, it's good i didn't play it all the way that's a lie. I oh. tried to have a little nap. You're you're a liar. Yeah, you I've almost finished it. I hate it's you. hard. <laughs> Basically, if you don't know what Blood Roots is, it is following the mold of a Hotline Miami like ape out sort of recipe, where pretty much every enemy in an area is one hit, and you are also one hit. Yeah. So you can't get touched. Right. Don't touch me. No. And it's just really fun. It's kind of got. It's a weird. It's kind of a. It's got like a revenant sort of story to it. It's got a Wild West setting. Uh, you play as Mr. Wolf. Hold on. 
the Revenant as in Leonardo the Le- DiCaprio, yeah. and you play as, as a wolf. Mis- <laughs> no, you play as a man called Mister Wolf, who has, has like a wolf hat. But I, you can kind of see where the plot's going early on. But it's not really about the story so much. It's a nice little story. Um, it's kind, it's got a good sense of humor as well. It kind of reminds me of a Borderlands sense of humor if it was better. I don't get how this links to the Revenant. <laughs> well, the story is like basically at the start you are left to die, and it's right. a vengeance mission. I see, set in the Wild West sort of setting, but it's much more colourful. It's mm-hmm. a cartoony art style, but basically it gets fucking hard because it's because one of those games like Hotline Miami where you'll spend maybe like one level you'll clear through an area there's 20 enemies and you'll do it first time mm-hmm. and feel like a god and mm. everything just flows and you're getting weapons and picking them up and just one hit and everyone and then you'll spend half an hour on the most stupid little enemy that you can't get round the back of and you just want to smash your switch into the elderly lady next to you on the plane oh. who's trying to watch <laughs> Parasite while I'm also trying to play the game and half watch Parasite again I'm running <laughs> out of breath of course um, it's really really fun if you enjoy Hotline Miami, I don't know if you guys are into yeah, your Hotline soup. Miami. Very, very much so. What's the music like? It's very good. Because music's in those games where it's exactly, like restarting it over and over again. That's the that's the great thing about it. The music's very good. It never becomes annoying. It's got that kind of Wild West twanginess to it. Not quite as good as the Hunt Showdown music. That's good. Oh, it? it's really good. I've been mm. humming that like for three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a jollier version of that. It's yeah. more of a, a light-hearted take on that. And it's just really fun. And that's the good thing as well. Like On the Switch, anyway, like levels take quite a while to load. But once you're in them, like, death the to getting back in is easy. That's, really good, that's yeah. what you need on um, those. I should say, if you haven't mm. played Ape Out as well. Yes. Because I, Do I still haven't properly played like, I still don't full know. version. I don't know if Ape Out did very well. And that's a f- crying shame because... That's also another musical. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. the, I, if you don't know what it is, it's a game about being a big gorilla escaping various horrible circumstances <laughs> and killing everyone, all the horrible humans. Yeah. But every action <laughs> is set to improvised jazz drumming yeah. that is procedurally generated by what you're doing. It's amazing. It's fucking incredible. It made so, me want to watch Whiplash. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Those game, sort of games are perfect. We've had quite so a good, good set of them because we obviously had Katana Zero as well, which yeah. isn't quite the same, but uses similar yeah. principles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, Blood Made Roots. me think of Mark of the Ninja as well. Mm. Fucking hell, Blood Roots is just one of those when you get, and it gives you like the ranks on every mission as well, and I've barely got any like A's. Oh, I never get I'm close happy to, to get D. That's it. Just get. Past. I just like completing a level in those things is the reward yeah. to me. Like perfection is yeah. not the point to me. And at it's all. a good. I'd say it's a good six to eight hours. So it's lengthy. It's yeah. not. And it's got yeah. It's just really fun. I would recommend Blood Roots. It's on everything. I think it's on PlayStation, oh, really? Xbox, PC, Switch. I'm intrigued. Good lot of stuff. Yeah. If I if it's not, I apologise. Who's made it? It. Yeah, I've forgotten the name. It is, and I do apologise to you for doing that. <laughs> a relentless action game by Paper Cult. There I don't we know go. Who Paper Cult. Ah, oh, Paper Cult. In Montreal. Let's do some I'm looking. I've got you know when you've got a laptop on the table. Why not exactly? Look? They're from Montreal. <laughs> That's all Good. I've got. <laughs> it's, I was, is this a debut game? I think it's only like fifteen pounds on Switch, and I think it's only like a tenner on PS4. Ooh, so that's pretty good. I'd get into that if you're looking for a challenge, and it's good to just dip in and out. Oh, he's not an actual wolf. No, he's he's a man. Wolf that's why I said he's a man sorry, called Mister Wolf. Bit. He's got a wolf's head yeah. on his head. I think that's why off, could... off the screenshots I'd seen, I thought it was like an animals game. Oh uh, no, there, there is, is lots of animals. Kind, <laughs> yeah, Mister Wolf. Kind of. Well, it has furious furry. <laughs> it has the thing. You are Mister Wolf, but then. Um, 
is you complete levels and complete challenges. I think you unlock different heads, so you can Wait, have this, like this bear is heads. Hotline Miami, where you're chicken heads. And it's you're... similar. Yeah, it's definitely taken from Hotline right. Miami. But there's it's much less gun based and much more melee based. Sure. And mm. there's much more crazy weapons like you can use fish and carrots and tires and it's just the way you can use like and you can just roll on barrels and roll people over. It just feels really I've seen good. the barrel roll. Yeah. It's like the idea of killing someone with fish. Mm. But yeah, you have so those abilities so you can swap your head dresses, I suppose. So you can have bears and I can't I've only got a couple so far. Like a coyote. Yeah. I'm sure there's a coyote. But um, a house? Can I have a little house on my head? <laughs> I've only unlocked like three. That's about ten, I think. Give so. me a house. But you, on your first run through every level, it doesn't affect your abilities. But on levels you've completed to go back to high score, it adds abilities. Like it makes your punches stronger or stuff Ooh, like that. Oh, so I like that. Different little tweaks. That's a cool way to do that. Mm. Very smart. There we go. It's a very good game. I'm yet. I'm near the end and. This. like a couple of I really enjoy all the normal levels but a couple of the boss battles have been like this is a piss take <laughs> but yeah I'm getting through it and I'm enjoying it good mm. do you know what else happened this week I don't 20 years of the Playstation 2 I lied Ooh, I didn't know imagine? that can you imagine it's crazy can you imagine it's been a long time do you know I saw people only just finding out on the 20th anniversary that you could turn the Playstation logo on the front I know like well, how do you know not that? know yeah. that Fucking, uh, no, I'm not going to name him, that's rude. <laughs> you know you are. There's a prominent developer who didn't know that. And I was like, mate, what's going on? Were they a PlayStation 2 developer? No. Okay. They they obviously, before their time. Okay. Obviously didn't that's buy why. the vertical stand, did they? I know. I never used the I've vertical never stand. Put, I've never put a console vertical. Well, I think all of mine have since the PS2. I had a tiny Ooh. desk, so I, that's how it had to be. Mine's mm. stacked up behind the TV, so there's like it's that's almost it. like a book of library. Yeah. And in the PS2 days, chonky old boys. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd lost chonkers. that real estate. Big yeah. chonkers. Yeah, chonker boys. Mm. Yeah, that's what the C and CRT stands for. Chonker. <laughs> well, we're just going to do a little brief bit on our favourite PlayStation 2 games. Wow. I did all brief you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three each. Yeah. Three particular favourites. I know mm. it's hard to pick three. We don't have to list these in any it's order. Not easy for me. Got, there's some honourable mentions, I'm sure, and we might even share some. I think my honourable mentions, or anyone else's honourable mentions, would be my games. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're an edgy fuck. I'm not being an edgy fuck. It's just like, I looked at the list of PS2 games, and I'm like, yeah, obviously I enjoyed those at the time. But that's yeah. the, the thing about being young and not understanding the culture or you know, not mm. having the internet yeah. in the way we do now was that the games I played weren't the classic PS2 no, games. I get you. That's like, the same with me. But like, there's games like, it's not on my list for a reason, is Shadow of the Colossus. It is one of my favourite games of all time now, mm. but only when it came on PS4 did I fully appreciate yeah. how good it is. Yeah. Because I could never properly play on PS2 because mm. the controls. Yeah, and the yeah. other thing is, is like, obviously, I'd be at the age where basically it was my mum buying the games yeah, for me, yeah. so I'd have to wait months before I could get mm-hmm. one. And then I'd choose something that was normally related to an IP I knew, which quite often was like a film tie-in. Lord of the Rings games. Yeah, I I played all the Lord of the Rings games. Uh, I can remember having like... Like the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games or there was uh, Demon Stone, which was a Dungeons & Dragons one, and that was shite. Mm. I think there was one I played. Is it Summoner? Summoner. Oh, Summoner, yeah, I remember. It had got a hand on the front cover with wasn't lightning that, on. Wasn't that the um, iPod game that Square Enix made where you could turn your songs into... Yeah, yeah. Remember that big horny boy? Wasn't that... He did, has horns. Wasn't that the Square Enix <laughs> iPod game where you could Summoner. turn your songs into sprites? Oh, I don't know. That, 
Is that called Summer now? I don't know. It's called something like that. If if this was a PS1 list, I'd be talking about Monster Rancher. <laughs> well, let's talk about our favourite PS2 games. Okay. Matt, right. you can start. Yeah, okay. So I think one of them has to be Red Faction. Oh, yes. Red so, Faction 1. Red Faction 1. So Red F- I couldn't, like I was probably about two years late to PS2. Mm. Um, mainly, I was a PC kid, right? So, so was I, yeah. I was a bit late. And I can remember realising that PS2 was a big deal and asking my dad for Christmas if I could have one. And I had it with two games, Time Splitters and Red Faction. Didn't get on with Time Splitters because it got no story. Like, it's just... Yeah, the first one actually is... It's easy to forget. Yeah. That's not the Time Splitters everyone it's remembers. It's just an arcade shooter where each of the missions are just set in completely different time periods. And I, I get that that's sort of cool that, like, all of them would have... Right, this level's got Wild West guns, but this one's got futuristic mm. guns. That is cool, but I just... I was used to playing point and clicks, so I didn't get the idea of a game that didn't have a story and mm. just didn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. Whereas Red Faction is really, really good on, especially for the time. Like yeah. you're in, you're on Mars, and you're part of a rebellion against the, you know, the uprising and stuff like that. That's your I dream could, scenario. You, you often yeah. dream of going to the Red Planet. I quite frequently do. Yeah, to smash it. That's one of those games. <laughs> that's one of those games where I was where I was young enough to get completely stuck on the campaign and literally never finish it. Oh, really? Like, I remember oh. this bit Which where bit? I was just like... <sighs> is, is it the bit where you fight... Is it Capec? The... Fuck knows. I know, I know it was, like, going into a big tunnel system under Mars somewhere. Sure. And it was just, like, a big fight, and I couldn't be, and I was like, fuck mm-hmm. this, I'm going to play a multiplayer forever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was it. My main things that I remember is I loved the campaign, and it was something like, like I think, like, at least three other kids at school that got it, so we'd always be talking about what it was like. And it got mad destruction, which I don't think, like, at the time, maybe I quite understood how revolutionary it mm. was. Because, like, yeah, it was the first game I played with it. But, and so, like, because obviously it is a game where you can create giant tunnels. And if there's a door that you can't get through, you just blow the wall up next to it. It's sort of CG in yeah. that way. Well, the thing about, the thing that I think people forget about the first Red Faction, because they got rid of it mm-hmm. in the second, is you could not only destroy set scenery... You could destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, to the point where... So, I think I've said this before. Me and my brother semi-regularly reminisce about how we made up our own game on Red Faction, which was you started on this one map where you were at the opposite ends, and then, but it was surrounded by rock. Mm-hmm. But that rock is tunnelable. Yeah. So all you did was immediately turn backwards <laughs> and shoot your way into the rock with unlimited rockets. And then we would have to make tunnel systems that would eventually meet and so you'd find yourself <laughs> tunneling into the other person's cave system then it was like this game of cat and mouse in this weird <laughs> yeah. made up maze that we'd done it was fucking amazing yeah. and like no game has just gone shit I don't care just make whatever you like just yeah. destroy everything you could do like, that in Minecraft if you, you like. could but like it's that's, not but it's not I know you it's mean it's not an arena shoot because yeah. like after I was done with the campaign like the lifespan I have with Red Faction is yeah. is only comparable to what I have with multiplayer shooters today because it would be the thing I'd go to a mate's house we'd plug in that stupid four adapter the multi-tap <laughs> what would that look like a right angle thing that you'd use for school right <laughs> for attraction yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'd we'd play and it would always a be like two point. on two put some bots in there and it would always be like the, the chase to get the fusion rocket launcher because that mm. would basically eliminate the mm. entire map so the first game or the second game that had a rail gun that could see through walls Ooh, was maybe a railgun would have been in like a quake or something like that but I do remember like because that 
that um, scope that's on it that yeah. gives you that blue haze sort yeah. of. Oh, God, what a good game. Bring back Red Faction, is that what we're saying? 100% bring back yeah. Red Faction. Whether it's a Gorilla gr- was great. Whether it's as a well. Gorilla one or a Red Faction one one, mm-hmm. I don't it's mind. A shame Crackdown 3 was what it was, wasn't it? Absolute yeah. shite. Mm. What have you got for me, Joe? Dynasty Warriors yes, 3. <laughs> of course, there we go. Um, Why 3? Because uh, it's the one I played the most. It's the one with the best voice acting. And by that, I mean <laughs> the worst voice acting ever put to disc. Um, it's the it. Di, di, I played a lot of Dynasty Warriors two, but Dynasty Warriors three is the one that turned me into the disgusting freak I am today. <laughs> that loves all Omega Force games apart from the licensed spinoffs. Um, like just was that your what was your first Dynasty Warriors? Two was my first, oh, okay. but three was my true love, which is why I have a Japanese copy of Dynasty Warriors three on my desk. <laughs> um, I just like. It's the most relaxing series of games ever made about war. <laughs> it's incredible. I just have I have such a lovely time just wading through endless peasants. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's brilliant. You're horrible. Uh, God, how oh, can we play some Dynasty Warriors music at the end? Well, you've yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just gonna go, I was going to go for the music from the, the game. I was going to say, okay, well, but we can go for yours. We can go for I yours. Can just play it in the background. No, no, we'll put it at the end. It's fine. Intro. Okay, well. Uh, We'll play a bit of Dynasty Warriors news now, and then we'll have some music from my game. You can probably guess what it is. Listen to how good this is. Oh, wait. There it is. This isn't the bit I thought it was. (gasps) (laughs) Just the worst hair metal ever. That is bad. Oh, so good. I love it. Dragon Force would be proud. Has he got a lightsaber? No, he's just got a magic sword. Um, my my brother, I, sp- I spotted him playing Dynasty Warriors 8 on PS4 the cool. other day and sent him a picture of it. I was like, ah, oh, see, you're playing a good game. He was literally just listening to the music. <laughs> <laughs> he had turned on a video game to just listen to its Is music. Is he heard of YouTube? Uh, I don't know if he, he has. Is he backwards? He's very backwards. <laughs> a very simple man. Um, oh. uh, yeah. Cool. Oh, God, I love Dynasty well, Warriors so much. I think the music we will be playing at the end because I've taken control of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> GTA San Andreas. Oh, okay. That's better music. <laughs> is a very special game to me. Is it? Because it's the game... Where you've I got all this, muscly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't have too many cheeseburgers and remember to use your bike. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I love this. Like this was the game that I wanted most when I so I got a PS2 a, like you met a bit late, like around the time San Andreas came out. I okay, think. so I was probably like two years before that. I think because mm. um, yeah, I was PC and mm-hmm. Nintendo before that, really. But yeah, I wanted this game more than anything. I think I told the story on Beyond like a year ago when I was on. But the, the way I got GTA San Andreas was I was only like, what would I've been like. 14 maybe and your parents are going to jail yeah well that's the thing they wouldn't let me have it which is very fair enough because that game has a lot of stuff in that I shouldn't have been seeing but the way I got it was so I bought my PS2 off eBay second hand bundled in with loads of games Mm. and one of those games was GTA San Andreas I messaged the man who was selling it to me and said can you put this game in a plain black box please (laughs) so my parents don't know what it is Jesus did you do it yeah, wow. he did it. He what was a very pirate. Good. Yeah, that's great. So I had to keep this game. They didn't know I had this game until about what twenty, thirty hours in. I don't. I can't remember. It felt like it was very long. It probably isn't that long anymore. Probably about ten hours now. But um, until that particular mission where you have to 
dress as a gimp and use the dildo <laughs> to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment my mum walked in and saw me playing GTA for the first time. <laughs> so I was in trouble. Uh, but I, I still got to finish the game eventually. But um, I love that game. Like, that is the first time, one of the first times anyway, I can remember an open world game for me. Mm. And especially, like, you heard all the rumours when you were a kid of what GTA was like. And because I never played, so GTA San Andreas. I played three actually at mm-hmm. a mate's house. Mm. I didn't play by sea at that point. Right. So San Andreas, I skipped straight to San Andreas. And I just love that. Until- I love that world because, like, as a kid as well, I'm now lucky I've been to San Francisco and LA. I was like, I want to go there. Mm. And that was as close as I got. Until four, mm. they were all games I played at my mate's house. Yeah. Like, my parents did not allow right. uh, over 18 games. And so they all of them have that weird childhood haze of like like illicit thrill of going to a friend's house and being like are we allowed to play this and then yeah. just watching the door and being like don't come in cuz I'm doing naughty business. Yeah. <laughs> I love that game like the music like horse of no name that song is just I hate that song hard so to, much. Yeah. It's a boring song but it I just have images of being in a desert. Like yeah, that, I know K-Dust, exactly what I'm it? thinking. Is, is it, it K-Dust or was it... Uh, <sighs> I haven't played it in a while. Something Rose. But it, it's just such a good game. I, I love, like, And I always forget that Samuel Jackson yeah. is in it. <laughs> I remember finding that out and just being like, oh my God. So like, Officer Tenpenny, is it? Mm, is yeah. it Tenpenny? I can't remember. He's the main... It's the main policeman. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just... I remember finding out he was in it and just being like, is this are we? Is this allowed? Yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's in a game. What's he wasting his time for? <laughs> but I remember, like, one of the first things I did in GTA Five was try and find Grove Street and try and find Carl. I found Grove Street, couldn't find Carl. <sighs> but I love that game so much. And fair enough. Now GTA Five has completely eclipsed it. Mm. And four, but that is my first proper GTA. And nice. I love that game, nice. Matthew. Are we going to well, talk this long about all of them? No, <laughs> we're we going to be here for hours. We can go a bit quicker. Uh, so I have less to say about my other two. Okay. My, my other one then is is Vice City. And so I'm not actually a huge fan of San Andreas. Why is that? So I actually found it... Found Racist? It, no. <laughs> oh, he said it. He said it. He said it. <laughs> you look so disappointed. <laughs> my thing was... Oh, is I, I said it with a question mark. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> tell, um, tell us the real reason uh, I found it was just too big mm. I, I, I really hated the amount of travelling between like the towns because it felt mm. like quite a lot of the missions that I I remember playing before because I've never actually finished it I gave up on it Unbelievable. Um, but I just found like you go and do something and then you'd have to drive all the way to another city to sort of do the escape mm. And then I'd die, and I'd end up having to go back and do all of that again. I would and I be just very intrigued to boot it up now and see just how big that map is. Because when I remember when I first played mm-hmm. San Andreas, I was like, "This is huge." Yeah. I imagine now you can get across in about five minutes. So, no, I, I still I think, think it's, it's a lot bigger. So I, I think it was notably big for a long mm-hmm. time. Like, I played it again, probably in. So I ended up playing it after I'd done a big watch of The Wire and I was just sort of like this drug sort of grassroots drug gangland sort of thing You're in I the wanted. Mood for crime. Sometimes you get yeah. a taste for crime. And so like that was the closest way I could get into almost play a Wire yeah. video game because they're almost the Barksdales, aren't they? Yeah. Except maybe just not as good at it. Yeah. But um, why do you prefer Tommy? I, so I love the, like that 80s Miami sort mm-hmm. of feel I think is great. Like, 
that soundtrack has been with me forever. Like, literally, when I used to drive, like, mm. the soundtrack in my car was Flash what's, FM. I, so, what's the one say? song that sparks mo- your mind for Vice City? Because so, I, I have uh, kids in America. Uh, so, that's not on Flash FM, is it? I so, don't think No, is. so for me, it's... What are we looking Sorry, at, I've just got I've got the map oh, comparison. Got the map. So it's about it half is, the size of five. It's pretty, so it's pretty fucking big. big. Yeah. yeah. Fair Sorry. play to him. But less to do, I think, in between the cities than there is in Yeah, they are five. just street roads, I think. Mm-hmm. No, um the the it's Japanese boy is the one that always comes to mind for me, <laughs> mostly because it was it's not it wasn't my my favourite was Video Killed the Radio Star. Mm, that's but the one for me. It was it was my friend at school was obsessed with Japanese boy and would <laughs> sing it all the fucking time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was racist. <laughs> Maybe you can't, you can't do this. For I everything. can't speak for Edward Taylor. <laughs> Man, you doubted him. Et <laughs> big et. But yeah, I just remember like go out. <laughs> the like the lights and the colours of GTA and sort mm. of like that. that I say that mad eighties excess yeah. and stuff like that. And part of it was. I because I wasn't I was gonna I wasn't gonna buy Vice City. I was a getaway kid when mm. I was at school. I was like. I asked, mom, yeah. I asked my mum I asked my mum for my birthday <laughs> like, the, the getaway get kid <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being obsessed thinking the getaway because you know that they came out at a roughly similar yeah. time and it was like the getaway is going to be it's the London. one it's set in London they had and like what Woolworths or something Argos was in Argos, Argos in it. it most prominent use of Argos in mm-hmm. a game <laughs> and I do genuinely still have a soft spot for the getaway but I can remember then at Christmas playing Vice City and going oh no this absolutely <laughs> blows yeah, out of water did your parents allow you to, to own this that, product I, I think they were a bit more select but my dad was less bothered I remember my dad taking me to a game station and he bought me uh, Soldier of Fortune which is like fine that's fine <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I remember being love a bit of war don't you yeah. I remember that being one of those games Soldier of Fortune Fortune I mean is one of those games where I, I was definitively too young for it because I because it made me feel so bad <laughs> like I'm, like chopping someone up and being like I'm going to do it obviously because I can yeah. but looking at it after, afterwards and just being like and be, also being like going to church at the time being a bit like <laughs> Do I have to go to confession of our soldier of fortune? <laughs> butchered another bloke. Forgive me, fa- uh, Father, for I have chopped up an enemy combatant <laughs> Again. with a machete. <laughs> What's your second game? Is it Soldier of Fortune? It's Armoured Core 2. <laughs> you little shit. Uh, I was obsessed with Armoured Core 2 for a mm. short period. Me and my friends used to sit and make robots, like, all day. I remember my fr- my friend Ed made a huge ET ET no <laughs> EW actually um, he um, he made a, a giant <laughs> yeah he made a giant pink mech with tra- tank tracks mm. and just called it the prawn <laughs> and I remember the prawn so well like it's really stuck in my head and it's like it's that weird thing it was it's kind of it's kind of proto Minecraft in my head in as much as we barely used it for the game. Mm-hmm. It was just a robot construction for us. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just made our big robots. And we'd tool about and we'd send them out in an arena and play split screen and shoot each mm-hmm. other and whatever. But really it was about just going like, what can we make that looks cooler than we've ever seen before? And I would just love that, like that weird childhood like meta gaming where you've mm-hmm. just made up your own thing for yeah. what yeah, it is like my, so fondly remember you must have been into this so mech i boy. didn't so i'm like a wasn't, japanese mech uh, i don't it's mind the japanese you look mechs, an industrial chunky, more of it, yeah you love a chunky mech yeah absolutely but actually in a similar sort of i guess 
how that all parallels out is me and my friend had the Robot Wars. He had the Robot Wars game. Oh, oh yeah. And so obviously that's yeah. a little bit more industrious. I forgot about that. But Arena of Destruction? Something like that, mm. yeah. We used, again, but we used to just play it to make cool robots. Like, yeah. It wasn't really about PvP for us. It was mm-hmm. just about making really cool robots. Yeah, I love that. good stuff. Oh, yeah. This Those game was cool. <laughs> just making robots. There was three will. of them. There were. There Arenas of Destruction, Advanced Destruction, and Extreme Destruction. I think Advanced Destruction was on the GBA, and it wasn't very good. I had that. (laughs) I also had Man, fucking Hypno Disc was in it. Chaos 2, Gimme Big Cheese. Those were the days. Gimme Hypno Disc in any game. Do you know what I will give you? My second game. Please do. Burnout Revenge. Yes, please. I think, I think, anyway, it seems to be most people think 3, as in takedown, is... I think that's the largely best. considered. People seem to often pit that one over Revenge. Mm. I think Revenge is better. I remember it's one of those games before Platinum Trophies even existed that I hundred percented. Mm. I wanted a gold medal in every event. Mm. The race, it like I don't remember him feeling that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but like just every time it's slow mode taking out someone, it every, it never got boring. Well, it looked like the most futuristic thing I'd ever seen as yeah. well. Like the level of destruction in those games was yeah. like. And especially at that time when there was that weird stuff where, like, GTA couldn't show car destruction because licenses forbid it. Yeah. So it felt, like, more legit, despite not yeah. having real cars. For mm. some reason, you're like, Burnout's the one where it's, like, actual yeah. what would happen in real life. And I just love Crash Mode, like, so, so much. Those I, Crash Junction so levels, like... I, re- I remember the layout of several yeah. of them so well because I spent hours I just doing I could one gold thing. I gold medal a few of them now. It's so good, like, man. I, those are one of the few games I remember like going to a friend's house, staying up all night, and just trying to... We'd start a game like this and just try and 100% it in one night. Mm. And I don't know if we ever did... I remember distinctly we did it with Stuntman Ignition. Oh, I like the Stuntman <laughs> game. Stuntman's cool, it's yeah. It's fun. Burnout's much better. Burnout yeah. Revenge is an absolute banger. Also got a great soundtrack. Common theme, PS2 games, amazing soundtracks. Well, I think it was the first time we really got music proper soundtracks. Well, yeah, because they were DVDs, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah. So. so I think it was the yeah. first time we ever had this feeling of like, oh my God, this is such a big part of this game now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I want to listen to some stuff. I want to play it. Can we get a PS2 out later? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your last game, Matt? Um, I think it's unsurprising that my favourite ever game that was on PlayStation 2 was Final Fantasy X. Yeah. That banger. I actually think in times <laughs> gone by, I've now possibly decided that Final Fantasy XII was actually the best of the PS2 Final Fantasies, which okay. is the... Here we go. But at the time, Don't Final Fantasy X was... I'm Captain Bosch von Ratzenberg. <laughs> Fuck you. But for me, I can rem- distinctly remember... Um, I used to go to my grandparents every um, Sunday mm. and because I get a bit bored, I go and walk to the shops and I remember getting to the shops and there being an official PlayStation 2 magazine in there with a front cover feature for Final Fantasy X in it and got the demo on it and I was obsessed with getting it and my, basically I didn't have any money. So then my dad, because he hadn't got any cash on him at my grandparents, then for the rest of the night drove me around every newsagent's in near our village trying to find a place that had got that copy of OPM. That's so nice. <laughs> um, and then I remember playing it and it got two distinct sections. It was the section um, from the very start of the game mm. where you fight the sin spawns on the um, on the highway out of Zanakand. Mm. And then there was a bit... Oh, that old Zanakand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was uh, another section later where you got... Uh, is it Kamari, the, the blue yeah. guy? Yeah. 
And Big blue bastard. Yeah, just genuinely it blew my mind going from PlayStation 1 era Final Fantasy where everything was a little bit blocky, mm-hmm. all the music was midis, going to... I still genuinely think like Final Fantasy X looks great today. Oh, yeah, it's like beautifully designed. Yeah. Like, when you're talking about that, you know, the Final Fantasy high fantasy look, mm-hmm. like, or versus Cyberpunk, like, yeah. X is just this whole weird, like fucking beach future yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's really weird like I love the look of that game yeah. it's a proper blue sky and, and I think because they valued like I think the main difference between that and 12 is 12 values textures whereas 10 valued like model density mm. so like Tidus still looks really good today especially in the HD version where they've like cleaned up the lines yeah mm. like that game looks amazing so you're going 10 over 12 yeah, so I think, I think these days, like, I really appreciate the madness. Like, 12 has some crazy systems, and I really like that it's a bit more like 9 in that it's this big empire-spanning mm. war story. Mm-hmm. But for me at the time, 10 was, like, it was out of this world. Like, characters that could speak, amazing battles, like, proper turn-based battles as well. They'd scrapped active time battle mm. by that point. And also, like absolutely massive shout out to Ten Two, which is one of the maddest sequels I've ever played it's so good but you you play as a J-pop mercenary band and like I can't like I don't think I appreciate at the time just how brilliant that idea is and it's a game about dressing up and different costumes give you different abilities it's fucking amazing also if we're talking Final Fantasy X and also PS2's good Mm -hmm. music fucking hell you got more yeah DJ DJ Scrubs here we go this this fucking cutscene blew my mind so powerfully that I just watched it I didn't carry on the game I just went back to the theatre mode and watched it again and again like fucking a city being attacked to this bizarre music a giant whale in the sky called Sin yeah And then that bit where Auron comes out on the bridge at the top and, like, his coat is billowing and the sword's on oh, his... Mate. Ju- what oh, mate. What an unbelievable game. game. Do you so want Final good. Fantasy X remake, then? Is that what you want? Yeah, don't I, I don't, don't need it. They don't need it. Yeah. The remaster is genuinely good enough. Like, the the one... I want to see, like, the, the PS1 era remade, like, because mm-hmm. I, I adore Final yeah. Fantasy VIII, which is the one a lot of people don't. Um, but I don't think, like, the PS2 era onwards just don't need remakes because they're genuinely really, really mm. well put together. There we go. Also, Final Fantasy X has that guy that says, Rides a shoe puff! <laughs> Which is in my head for all time. Lovely selections, Matthew. Thank you. Joe. Pro Evolution Soccer 3. Nice. The one with Pierluigi Colino yes. on the <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know who Pierluigi Colino is? Clue, but Mad he's got a great eyed. name. You know how all... Uh, football games have a famous footballer yeah, on the yeah, front. Yeah. Not Pro Evo 3 is referee. the world's best referee. <laughs> I have seen this cover before. With his, with his signature on it. It's the Imagine most odd choice. Man the Merciless with crazy eyes. <laughs> the most famous man in football that year, according to Pro Evo, was a ref. <laughs> what a beautiful <laughs> The main reason I remember that cover is because I can remember my tech teacher holding a Pro Evo a tournament one lunchtime. And it was that version of the game. Mm. So this led to some very mild bullying in my life because I was so excited about Pro Evo 3 coming out that I cancelled going to a friend's house <laughs> to go home and play it. And I made the mistake of telling them that was the reason. Oh, and no. those two people are still my, two of my best friends and will still tell me I'm a fucking dickhead for it. I'm on your side. <laughs> uh, this was the period, though, where that three to four year period where Pro Evo was just so much better than FIFA. It's extremely good like so I just remember playing it and being like anyone who likes FIFA is a fucking idiot (laughs) and how like 
that's kind of the precursor to all my games criticism feature. It's <laughs> just being like, I know better than you, and you have yeah. to listen. <laughs> God, it felt what a so great good. Game. And you could play as giant penguins and dinosaurs. Could you do that in three? Was it four the first? One? I'm not sure. Um, you but could definitely do four. Also, it's the first. This sound. This is. Very nerdy. It's the first time I'd ever seen depth of field in a game. <laughs> like, in the replay, I remember my grandpa walking in and being like, are you watching football? <laughs> like, yeah. it, that just that one effect was so mm-hmm. odd to see on a game screen that it looked so much more real see, to me. It was the one for, for me that really... I, I like three, but four's the one for me because you had... I think it's it. I'm mixing them up now. Four or five. Whichever one had mad Adriano with 99 oh, power. Oh, God, yeah, that with, was four. With I, that, I think that was five. Um, Four or five. He might have been both. Yeah. But when you had like Rakoba and Adriano or an Andy Van der Maeder. Oh, man. I forgot about Andy Van der Maeder. This must be but, fun um, for you, Matt. You're, yeah, lo- yeah. you're looking at the stuff on the wall. Just <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> shit. It just, I just remember it looking great and feeling yeah. great. I actually played those on. Um, I think because I didn't get my PS2 till late. I think four or five was my first PS2 when I played three on PC. Really? Yeah, with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Mouse and keyboard? Yeah, I played... I used to play with mouse and keyboard. That sounds awful. I used to play Provo with mouse and keyboard. You're I've done freak. it all. <laughs> My last one. I'm going to just throw out a few honourable mentions that I so nearly made the cut. Bully. Yeah. Love that game. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yeah, I'm surprised it, we didn't have it that. It was very close. Again. Very close. Music. Oh, what so a good. thrill. <laughs> and obviously, Resi 4 is too obvious. Um... <laughs> Resi 4 is a better not, I'm, GameCube game. I'm just game. not a massive Resi person. Resi 4 is forever a GameCube game yeah. in my head. But I'm going for... A lot of people may associate with the 360 or the PS3, but I had it on PS2. Guitar Hero 3. Oh, mama. Oh, that's the first Guitar Hero game I bought, and I bought two at the same time as free because obviously it was backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I think they had the cordless guitar yeah the yes. wireless, the wireless one yeah mm-hmm. and i played the shit out of that i game. played so much you got and yeah, that soundtrack like that had it was good at the start she had slow ride take kicking it off a bit of fog hat yeah. yeah i thought you were gonna say some more and you'd forgotten them all. no 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 yeah forgotten all of them but then it kicked up to like rain and blood and then obviously through the fire and flames mm-hmm. which i could play on expert really uh what was that? What i can't you could anymore. also i can do it on hard now but on 360, you used to be able to download the Halo theme tune as well, which was yeah, I didn't, wicked. I, I, rem- didn't do that. I remember, again, this is one of those ones where it like means nothing outside of my memory, but one of me playing it for the first time at a friend's house and being on Medium, and they turned on, I think it was either Cliffs of Dover or it was one of those Cliffs weird Dover ones. Is, it, that is one song that fucked me. I could not play that one but that well. It was the only song in the game that had an orange note, as in the fifth note, uh, in a medium. Mm-hmm. And I remember like this being the funniest thing in the world to the person who <laughs> tricked me into playing it. Like Again, actually, this is EW again. He like he pissed himself. He's like, ah, got you! It's <laughs> like, an orange note. There's a few things I love about the game. Like, playing against Tom Morello is an event. Oh, mm. God, yeah. Um, My Name is Jonas is yes. in there. My Name is Jonas is, that is the, like, the greatest thing to play in all the Guitar Hero really, games. Really? I was going to say, that is my personal favourite, and they have it in the arcade version, is to play Mississippi Queen. Oh, yes. it is good. Because that one is... That feel, yeah. just feels... The way the notes go on that one. I can actually air that one without... Like, I know how that one goes, that riff, just without the guitar in. 
like for the last six months now, I've been saying, can we get the Guitar Hero we, slash Rock Band guitars out? And we really need we to do it. Yes, yeah. I have. A if real it wasn't, urge. have you have you got a set here? We. I think we have like an old rock band set or something. I was going to say, because I've got like a rock band set at my parents and my mum is sort of like gradually nudging me. It's like, when are you going to do something about this? And it's like, I don't want to bin it, but I've got no space in a London flat. So I've, I've still got my old Guitar Hero set at home and the new Guitar Hero, but they're saying about the Guitar Hero guitar is perfect for me. Like whenever, because the rock band one, the spacing is slightly different. It, and is, it does yeah. do my head in a little bit because yeah. I'm so... So tuned this, into the guitar the spacing one. on the rock band one suits me better but I prefer the strum bar on the mm-hmm. guitar well, the hero stuff the buttons on the guitar hero ones are much better mm-hmm. like yeah. the rock band ones always felt slightly quite spongy. flat like yeah, yeah not quite a click I would say bring them back but we all know how that went and it will fail again and so. they're making Fuse and it well yeah oh no Harmonix made three didn't yeah. they yeah so yeah well yeah yeah. the legends so yeah that's <sighs> the PS2 what a lovely time Christ I, it was when good when I think <laughs> about it Maybe my favourite console. I think in terms of games, yeah, it's probably it's the one. It's the first one that felt like mine as well. Like I know PS One I got, but it was too. Yeah. I was very young, and it di- I had so few games in the grand scheme of things that it's not like it doesn't feel like the thing I played all the time. Whereas PS Two, I absolutely rinsed. And PS Two yeah. was like my first console because before mm. it was PC, and PC never feels like it's a thing. No. It's just I'm the there. same. I had NES, then I was pretty much PC and Game Boys until the PS Two. I didn't have a PS1. God. There we go. What a good time. Do you know what's also a good time, Joe? It's the Endless Search. Inside is a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I've got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I've got a question for you. Is the Endless Search? This endless search comes from Paul Hunter, who has correct... PH! Has PH! What's your city? Alkali, baby! <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm going to shout that a lot. <laughs> um, he's correctly assumed that I will immediately choose any game that has a spreadsheet that does clever things. <laughs> it's a good litmus test. It's also got a great name, The Cast and the Curious. Ooh. Um, I'm going to read okay, this out, because okay. I've not actually really looked into what it is. Uh, not going to waste my time with praise. You're all average to mediocre at best. Thank Thank you. That's exactly the kind of thing I like to hear. Thought I'd have a crack at a game for the endless search, so I've created what I've affectionately titled The Cast and the Curious. There are five films with three characters from each film. Your job is to pick a character and guess what their total screen time is for that film. The time is broken down to an average of every 15 minutes, and the answers need to be in decimals. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is for the spreadsheets purposes. For instance, 6 minutes 15 seconds would be (laughs) (laughs) 6.25. What counts as screen time? Is it time their face is seen or their inner scene i haven't worked this out yeah i don't i, don't, yeah, I think, I think as long as they're in a scene i would yeah. imagine is okay i would guess on screen like, yeah yeah so visibly, sort of like they have to be on screen visible they can't okay so they can't be yeah no i think on camera into even if they're not talking i'd say if they're like even if they're in the middle ground what if yeah. they're on like a phone call and you can't see them you can hear them. It'll swap, won't it, over to I mean, normally. I don't think it matters. I've included <laughs> a spreadsheet which should work out everything for you. All you need to do is pick a character for each film and enter a value in the guess field. There are no links Good. or bonus points. Person with the lowest score at the end wins because it's furthest, yeah. more points you being be as close, further away. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hope this spreadsheet works. I'm all about these formulaic spreadsheets. Yeah, really nice. Uh, so, film one, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. 
You have a choice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, and Princess Leia. I'm going to get you to choose different ones. Just for the sake of it. You can go first if you want. Uh, I'll go Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi? (laughs) Darth Vader or Princess Leia? Um, We can go the same if we want to. No, I'll go Leia. Leia. All right. What's your guess? Mm. In decimals. And it's minutes as well. Yeah. So A New Hope is about 120 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, So Obi-Wan Kenobi is obviously only in really the first third of that film. I'm going to say he's in it for about 12 minutes. See, did the projection, the projections must count for Leia. Oh, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, like when she's projected onto... RTD, so yeah. I mean, you're adding a minute on at most there, mate. They show it a few times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... Hmm, oh, no, she's quite a bit there. She's quite a bit there. I'm going to go 11.20. 11.20? Yeah. 11 minutes in Star Wars. I don't think she's in mm-hmm. that many scenes. But I, I let, also, it cannot, 11, tw- 11.2 minutes. <laughs> oh, 11 point... Sorry, we have to do... Second, so eleven point three then. <laughs> what? Why? I thought you said decimals. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. just bizarre that you've done it. <laughs> I think I don't. Yeah, eleven anyway. minutes twenty seconds is what I was saying. I'll tell you what. You're both very close. Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Obi Wan Kenobi. You guessed twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. Seventeen and a half. Hey. Princess Leia. Eleven point three for whatever yeah. reason. Thirteen point five minutes. What? There we go. She's Prince. not in that much. See, I would have thought the middle bulk where they're rescuing her from the Death Star, she'd, she'd have... just sat in jail for a long time. Uh, she's I don't know, like, then, then they get back to There's the small right scene and... of, like, the injecting robot thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they save her. She's in the Falcon for a little bit, and then she's back at base. Yeah. That's really it. I'm, I'm looking now. I'm, set, I'm checking this is right. <laughs> it's right! Yeah, she's not in that much. That's fucked And when up. you think of in films, there's not that many, like... Chewbacca's only in it for 11 minutes. Yeah, there's not, like... Luke's probably in a lot, but... Darth Vader's only in it for nine. Yeah. I suppose in the first one. Yeah. They're not all in every scene. C-3PO's the third highest. Yeah. So, what a load of shit that is. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, I've learned something today. Great. Here we go. Avengers Infinity War. Ooh. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Doctor Stephen Strange... Peter Quill slash Star-Lord. I'm going to go... Yeah, you get to pick first this time. Dr. Stephen Strange. Okay. I'm going to go Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Okay. Uh, Um, Oh, no. I forgot these the wrong way around. The big battle at the start. And there's the interrogation bit. Just renaming these. How many times they cut back to Titan? And he's sitting there doing all his psychic shite. Um, I'm going to say Stephen Strange. I'm going to go for 16.4. That's <laughs> weird. It looks like to me that they come in 0.25.5.75. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. but, okay. but that might just be coincidence. Okay. You said 0.5. Sixteen? Did I say sixteen? Yeah, sixteen point five. Peter Quill slash Star Lord. I'm going to go nine point two five. I'd say he's not. He's it massively much. underserved. I, I say underserved. There's I don't actually think he needs to be. Quite the long scene where he goes see the collector, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, there's quite a lot that's based. There's quite a lot of just Thanos in those sort of areas. So, mm. okay, uh, Doctor Stephen Strange, you guessed sixteen point five. 11.25. Less than Leia. I should have just gone for that. Um, and Peter Quill slash Star-Lord. You guessed 9.25. Mm-hmm. It is 10.25. Oh, right back good. in it, mate. So at the moment, uh, Matt's on 6.5. Cardi's on 7.45. Ooh. Because he's made his stupid decision. There was no stipulations made before that. No, there weren't. It's just to think you're mad. Um, right. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Hagrid, Draco, Malfoy, or Professor Dumbledore? <gasps> Albus! <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, <laughs> Albus. <laughs> go on then, boys. Um, I'm going to go Professor Dumbledore. Dumbledore! Mm. And you've got a choice of Draco or Hagrid. Uh, oh, gonna Draco. Be? I'll knock you off your broom. <laughs> Potter! Oh, I was reminded today of an image. Well. Uh, while you think, I'm going to bring it up. This was referenced uh, on an old on podcast your... I used to do. It's a very good picture. He's probably on the train at the start for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's a very good picture of uh, Draco Malfoy on the cover of a carp magazine <laughs> with a big <laughs> carp. <Malfoy's> magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, carpe diem. Why Harry Potter star Draco Malfoy, which is not his name, uh, <laughs> loves carp wrangling? <laughs> Look it up. Good image. Uh, he, li- he likes to feel them oh, slivering in his hand. Let's stick that on the uh, on the cover. On the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah. I did make a final fantasy one, but that's changing. Uh, cool. How long is Dumbledore, Dumbledore in? Well, Dumbledore. he's not in Philosopher's Stone very much. So I'm going to say... with the lights at the start. Is, it does the bits with the lights at the start, then he's in the Great Hall. There's and a troll in the dungeon! <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> um, there's that bit. There's sort of like the stuff at the end when he's doing them sort of like the... Why. How long? Uh, I reckon it's about 8.75. I don't think it's a lot. Good, a good choice, I reckon. I'm going to go Malfoy for a cool 6.5. Whoa! Tiny appearance. Fucking hell, boys. I'd be shit at this game. <laughs> You're great. Dumbly door. The guess is 8.75. The answer is 9.75. Oh, in, in exactly a point away again. And Draco Malfoy. Guess is 6.5. 4.25. Fucking uh, poor old uh, monkey killer Tom Felton. (laughs) He's uh, he's barely in it. But he makes an impression. Good on him. That was before Jason Isaacs was his canonical Mm. dad. Mm. X-Men, the year 2000. Remember the X-Men? They were good. I don't know it that well, though. Jean Grey, Professor Charles Xavier, or Magneto? Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Professor X. Yeah. Okay, I'll do Magneto then. Oh, I, I don't remember it. Picking that well. Jean Grey seems like a trap in this yeah. one. I don't remember don't, it. That is Jean Grey well. not actually all that big in that first? Like, because I know the third film was when they did all the Dark Phoenix stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the first X Men. Yeah. I'm getting that in X2. Mix, mix well, X2 is when Magneto's been taken prisoner is in the Hannibal Lecter chamber, right? Is that the one with the Statue of Liberty? Maybe. Oh, they're shite. Right. I'm just going to say it out here. They're all shite. Two's all right. And I like the president turning into water. Yeah, yeah. Not the president. Where he comes through the gap yeah. in the jail cell, yeah. The fucking Lucy James from GameSpot got a fucking Mad. action figure of the 
the guy turning into water like what? halfway through. It's the best. It's the only action figure I've ever wanted to own as an adult. Is it like squidgy? Can you? I think so. She's welcome to write in an email and refute punks. I know she listens, and I know you do, Lucy. Only weeks ago did she tell me that X Two is the best superhero film. Lucy, oh come on! I I don't know if it was tongue in cheek. I for one hope it was. Uh, Right, please refute, Professor Um, X. Professor, he's got a beard a lot. Twenty-two, big dog. Yeah, because I, I actually think he's he got to be, be the main character. Well, no, see, I think like Scott is more likely to be the main mm. character, but he is—he's going to have I feel a like lot. He's of everywhere, isn't it? Well, you've guessed now, Magneto. Yeah, Twenty-two. Yeah. Um, not as much as Professor X. I'm going to say like maybe seventeen point five. Well, well, bloody well. <laughs> Professor Charles Xavier, the guess is 22 minutes. Yeah. 11 minutes. What? Under Absolute laziness from Patrick Stewart, <laughs> but he just didn't turn up. Magneto, guess is 17. 14.5. 14.25. 14.25. 14.25. Well, you fucking won this, didn't you? It's a big old split right now. Yeah. It's going to gonna have to be a fuck up from Matt <laughs> on the dark night. Ooh, fuck it up with a K at the t- the front of the name. And you get to choose first: Harvey Dent slash Two Face, Lieutenant Jim Gordon, or Le Joker. Oh, he's in it a lot, and they're they're genuinely he's quite hard. Aren't they? A lot. <laughs> he's in it a lot. It's almost like he's one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Why so serious? Uh, You're in it a lot. <laughs> I'll go for. The Joker. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> He's gone wild. And I'm going to well, say... Some like people just like to watch the world burn. Gordon or Two-Face. <laughs> Yin and yang. I'm going Two-Face. Hoverdent. Du visage. <laughs> right. The Joker. Long movie. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go... Know how long he's in that first scene? Which mask is him? Which clown? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go 16.25. I would say that's a lot that more is, than that. That is low to me. Interesting. Maybe, maybe he makes a big impression in small bursts. Harvey Dent. He's in quite a lot of it. I think he's in a lot more than... Because he's in that 13. Trial. I thought going to say 30 then. It's a long film, isn't it? It's like 2 hours two two, hour 20 or something? Yeah, maybe 2 hours 30, something like that. The Joker. The guess was 16.25. The answer is 25.25. Oh, full out. Still don't think that's Quite enough. a miss, but not, not a enough. huge miss. Mm-hmm. Especially when you take into account that Harvey Dent is in it for 22 minutes. Whoa. Against the guess of 13. Which leaves us... Should have gone bold. Matt is only 19.75 minutes out, whereas Cardi is a cool 29.95. Well played. <laughs> Professor uh, X done me in. This... Good game. It's really made me yeah. think about filmmaking. Oh, has it really? Mm-hmm. The art form? Yeah. I, oh. I never really thought about how little you see your favourite men oh, and women. Lovely. Uh, let's do some feedback. Okay. I've got You've one. You've read it all fucking out. Well, we've got more. Uh, how long have we been going there? Long time. Long time reader. Long time <laughs> read. This is from Mike Hyam. He says, Hi guys, love the podcast. Hi. Audio highlight of my week. Ooh. Mine is the early morning fluttering of birds through my window. Why are they fluttering through your window? Because you I bread put, in there or yeah, something. I put bread on my bed so I can stroke the birds. Bread on my, on my bed. bed. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, okay. 
especially any chap. His bread on his <laughs> bed. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Right. Um, especially any chat about British centric snacks. Can I suggest more chat about classic pick a mix? Yes. My choice would be white chocolate mice and dolly mix. Are you kidding Thanks me? For you've, you've let yourself down immediately. Because <laughs> yeah, if little... you haven't said the apple cables, you fucked it. Or the fudge. So but heavy. It's so heavy, but it's good. Uh, I'm. Jazzy's? You know, I never got into jazzies. They get everywhere in your teeth. Uh, uh, Jazz milk. is the ones with the little white chocolate effect. button with yeah. 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 Milk bowls. That's where it's at. Uh, those blue and. Red bowls yeah. that yeah. are an undistinguishable flavour. Giant flavor. cola bowls. All Giant those bowls. dolphins, the, the I like white the and the dolphins. blue dolphins. Yeah. Uh, and also... I just hate Dolly Mitchell. I don't like licorice, I, really. This is unorthodox. If I see a yogurt raisin, I'm oh, filling yeah, a bag yeah, with yeah, yogurt raisins. Yeah, yeah, yogurt I raisins. love a yogurt yeah. raisin. And a straw. And you uh, can get them in Holland and Barrett and pretend you're a healthy person. <laughs> I miss Wallace. Right, anyway. I've just watched Green Street for the first time ever. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even the first no, bit. That, uh, the, the main that was that was thrust. just a little bit. I've just watched Green Street for the first time ever. Congratulations! After hearing it mentioned so often on the podcast, I don't is, w- I don't condone anything, but it is available in its entirety on YouTube. It is quite poor quality, but yeah. it's there. Just as is the Football Factory, <laughs> which is except bizarre. produced by Rockstar Games. <laughs> yeah, don't give away our upcoming content. <laughs> it might not be. It might not be. But it would be good fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just wanted to weigh in on how incredible, in brackets, terrible, the accents are. Oh, man. Charlie Hunnam sounds like a Swedish policeman presenting Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't that think that's like. in any way accurate, but, but it's I a like very it. funny description. It's evocative. Um, it's a great accent. Now imagine that saying, Ellie, <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Get him in as Joel. Right? No. And everyone else has adopted the I am from London and angry voice <laughs> that I've never heard in real life despite living here for 33 years. Queef, let's oh, have it. That guy's looking for a pandit. Oh, man, there's a bit of that film that's uh, underrated for how fucking weird it is. I've played it a couple of times in its football day as one of the jingles. There is a bit where a man very quietly says... No, sorry, mate, I've seen him down at Times with all the other journalists. And it's the weirdest line <laughs> down in the that times. entire... Down the Times with all the other journalists. <laughs> like, they have a meeting. Like, little sandwiches outside. It's the most bizarre line reading. I love watch, it. Can we do a Green Street Football Factory double built or something? Yes. And play guitar here, right? That's great, like mate. it's 2004. That's great, mate. I've seen them down in Rio. I've seen them in Dalston watching <laughs> Football Factory with all the other dickheads. <laughs> Uh, I was even questioning if Elijah Wood is really American, and I didn't have that, and didn't have that synthesized text to voice, text to voice voice laid over him in post production. <laughs> he has got, he's playing it so weedy yeah. that it doesn't sound real. They call him what they call him a colonial, <laughs> my, my colonial, colonial cousin. <laughs> Fucking what, what a, what a good film! What a mess of a film! It's so funny. Colonial. Right. The accents were so bad, I couldn't think of anything to compare it to, aside from once when a Romanian mugger tried to mug me and my mate once. Oh, tried to mug me and my mate once by starting the conversation. All right, mates, are you having the time, sweet mate? Yes. <laughs> that is. That could easily be a Charlie Hunnam line in Green Street. All right, mate. I should so you put my life through the fun boss window the other day. All right, mate, so you having the time, sweet mate? Yes. <laughs> Are you having the time? One of my friends um, told a story about how one, someone tried to mug him once mm. uh, in Doncaster. 
by coming up and saying, uh, hey, mate, you got a time? And he gets his watch and he's like, oh, it's whatever time. And he goes, nah, mate, real time, like on your phone. <laughs> real time. <laughs> like, real, real time. time. <laughs> Digital time. That's so good. Uh, would thoroughly recommend Green Street for the lols. Yep. Absolutely. If yeah. you watch Green Street, no. Oh, oh I feel like it's, it, the legacy is better preserved as something I've learned oh, through no, you guys. Genuinely, <laughs> man. Like it's out the room. It's it is. It's genuinely an entertaining film, <laughs> just not for the reasons they wanted yeah. it to be. Like have it on in the background is bizarre. Yeah. Some of the choices. Mike ends it in Mr. Hunnam's wise words: "You'll have a right bubble." <laughs> Great. There we go. Lovely. Are oh, you having a fucking bubble? <laughs> Jesus Thank Christ, you. what a great film oh, that is. Anytime. Is that all our feedback? No, no, yeah, you've got good. one here for you, Joe. I want to read a bit. From Robin Ireland. Hey, guys, nice things, Robin nice things. Robin Ireland? Rob in oh. Ireland. Nice things, nice things. Love its football day, nice things. Following on from your conversation about reviewing games from series you love, it reminded me of something I've often thought about. Should you do reviews from different perspectives, i.e. someone new to the series slash genre versus really experienced? Uh, big reactions, facial reactions in the studio right now. Obviously not required for everything, but there are certain titles I would feel I feel would benefit from this, like Final Fantasy VII. I've never played it before, or the series, and a review from someone who's played and enjoyed the series would be pretty useless to me, I feel, especially if it's tinged with a nostalgia I don't have. I played The Outer Worlds based on really good reviews, nearly all referencing Fallout and New Vegas in particular. I'd never played a Fallout game and found the game really wasn't for me. I had a similar experience with Jedi Fallen Order, very disappointing for me compared to rave reviews. Anyway, wondering if this is something that is considered in IGN for certain titles. Well, that's very interesting you ask, because we're now doing micro-reviews. Yes, we are. I did kind of have that feeling with Final Fantasy VII that we should... And if I had the time, I'd love to review Final Fantasy VII from the opinion of... I've played the first couple hours of Final Fantasy a couple of times Mm -hmm. and never got that far. But I'm not doing that in an official sense, but you'll definitely hear it on the podcast, a view from someone who is not familiar with Final Fantasy VII. We do this with previews more often mm. so i've done a double preview where i play dragon quest 11 and me yeah. and ezra from the japanese office who is massive fan and mm-hmm. i've never played a dragon quest game both did a preview yeah. as a two-hander so we took sections like things to talk about and then talked about them next yeah. to each other and i really enjoyed doing that we're format. definitely doing more cool things with reviews like the micro reviews and like with dreams we did have my review and then we had the actual developer review for, we had a developer talk about their cool perspective way on it to do that. but th- so the re- part of this is just th- this is the way things are done you have an official review but the reason we're doing micro reviews is so we can get that spread of opinions because we have such a big staff and they're mm-hmm. all over the world. And there is that weird thing that occasionally happens where American views versus British views are completely yeah. different. I and like Australian views as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever cultural phenomenon that is, I haven't worked out, but it happens. So I'm looking forward to being yeah. able to like Obviously Green Street is a 10 for us. 100%. Two in America. Well, I don't know, mate. It's, it might it also pro- be a ten. The, the main character, most screen time, is an American. Ooh. From Harvard, no less. <laughs> Ivy League. A real colonial. Um, well, a colonial cousin. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it is something we're trialling. Um, so the micro-reviews reviews thing almost certainly will happen for Final Fantasy VII because that is the perfect place where, mm-hmm. like you say, I, I think the... The official IGN view should be from someone who can compare to the original because that's such a huge part of what this is. But I am looking forward to reading people who've never played yeah. it talk about it in an official way as well. So there you go, Rob. We've already done no. it. No. So <laughs> stop your whining. <laughs> no, also, it's great. Uh, and I agree yeah. with you on Fallen Order. It's not as good compared to the reviews. Yeah, it's in good, my not humble great. opinion. 
if I did a micro review of that. I didn't finish it in time. We did do some actually, and I didn't finish it in time, so that's my yeah, I don't fault. Think any I would have given it. I would have given it a seven. Six for me. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I probably would have given it a seven, even though I think mm. that combat system is fucked. We've got a returning writer. We have, yeah. Mr. Craig Stewart, who I think was only this very previous week, <coughs> uh, is back from Aberdeen in Scotland. It's not the same email, though. No, no, G- no. He's, he's written us another one. and Essay length. Essay length. He's got... He's <laughs> With cuts. Yeah. I've already, yeah, I cut a little bit out, but it's still, a, I kept the essence of the prose. You'd hope so. He's a dedicated writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Good day, chaps. I'm writing to you this week to regale you with a story of a much younger, more naive young man than the one writing to you now. On a snowy Christmas day, when I was nothing more than a little scamp, my mother came up to me and asked, What do you want from Santa this year, Craig? Will I be pretty? Will I? (laughs) (laughs) And she did reply, Que sera, sera. Uh, No. Uh, I stopped playing with my toys, earnestly looked up at my mother and responded, I would really like if the developer, Dice, would be given the Battlefield license. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, the Battlefront license. I feel that this is a perfect marriage of game ideologies and that it would be a prudent business decision. I then returned to my Playmobil and watching reruns of The Crystal Maze. Craig's one of those people who says that their five-year-olds just said some really smart political (laughs) discourse on Twitter. (laughs) My five-year-old just looked at me and said that our prison system should not be privatised. I, for one, (laughs) applaud him. (laughs) This was a dream combination that I thought of many times in the following years. Growing up with a love for Dice's Battlefield series, particularly Battlefield 2 and Bad Company 2, as well as spending hundreds of hours in Star Wars Battlefront with friends and family, Dice taking over the long-dormant Battlefront franchise was an unlikely dream. Whenever friends and I would theorise about games, I would bring up this knockout combination. The open landscapes and a free movement between objectives, along with the massive team-based shooting combat that DICE has refined over the years, would, be, would perfectly lend itself to Battlefront, I thought. So you can imagine the jubilation I felt when the initial teaser was announced after EA's acquisition of the Star Wars gaming license. I got the game on launch and even used some of my annual leave to have an uninterrupted day of pure gaming joy. I played through the day, but the game didn't click right away, so I would return to it regularly over the following days, but it still didn't feel right. No matter how much I played, that feeling never changed. To this day, even with two releases helmed by DICE, I still really can't get into the EA era of of Battlefield, despite... I'm guessing Battlefront. Yeah. um, Despite many attempts. I have several friends that really enjoy it, and I've heard... (laughs) Several? I know. (laughs) Imagine having several friends. Unbelievable. I haven't uh, got one in this room. <laughs> You've got two. <laughs> one way. I have several friends that really enjoy it, and I have heard from many that Battlefront 2's evolution, since its initial missteps, has led to it becoming an excellent entry in the series. It's never been, However, it's never been able to recapture that same feeling that I got from the originals, and that makes me a little sad. Hmm. But we get older, and our tastes change, and the series we love should also be given that same chance to change for a new generation of fans. So much how Richard Iowardi may not recapture the magic of the crystal maze of my childhood, DICE couldn't recapture that Star Wars magic I used to enjoy. But still, that doesn't change the great times I have with the old games, and I'll continue to remember the to treasure the memories that I have playing the originals with friends and loved ones. And finally remember Richard O'Brien shouting, Start the fans, please. <laughs> it's a bizarre <laughs> extra <laughs> tangent. <laughs> With this story in mind, I ask you lads what your dream combination of studio and creator is with your game franchise of choice. Oh, okay. Maybe not even an established game, but something like that. Blank check and carte blanche. 
to make sure the game of your choosing he would personally like Darren Aronofsky to write FIFA's next story mode (laughs) (laughs) I mean Spike Lee directed NBA and that was shit so ooh well I wish you'd prepped me for this what do you mean green street FIFA next story mode is just green street I mean a firm based yeah like attack why is green street not a game I can tell Green you Street why. by Rockstar North. <laughs> I, I would like a yeah a take up of the Warriors, but you're playing football yeah. hooligan firms. Charlie Hunnam. Oh, I'd actually be quite. I'd, I'd quite like a firm game. And you play the match, so you also play as the matches, and the your performances on the pitch reflect how angry the firm are, and they increase stats. But it's a trade off. <laughs> don't say it on a public forum. It's just fucking gold. Who's <laughs> uh, make? Yeah, just Rockstar. Rockstar yeah, making yeah, it. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. They they they're good at that. Or oh, Red Dead Three written by Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> God, that would be a slow game. But starring Sadie Adler. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be quite good. Um uh, I'm trying to think of just developer franchise business. Business. Um, I want I've got all my favourite things. <laughs> I would yeah. give the Bioshock license. To remedy. Mm. Huh. Actually, yeah. yeah. Do it. <laughs> That's really good. Done. Yeah. I'd be interested. Can I have yours? <laughs> <laughs> You've had two good ones. Uh, I, w- I want Platinum to make everything. Well, like, I genuinely would have said Platinum making an Avatar The Last Airbender game, mm-hmm. but they tried that. <laughs> Shite. <laughs> Maybe dream. Platinum now w- yeah. without yeah, yeah. constraints. I'd be up for that. Like mm. the first one. By the way, if anyone's interested in Avatar The Last Airbender, I'm going to do an article about this, but there's a man making an Avatar game in dreams. Yeah. It's fucking astonishing. It's Those gliding levels look. Elka Gaming is called. You can go look him up on YouTube. Mm, ELCA. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. it's very impressive. What Final Fantasy game do you want then? Uh, so, <laughs> I was actually... I would like Miyazaki and FromSoft to make a Warhammer uh, game. Oh, oh mate. Uh, 40k. So, Warhammer 40k, okay. I think you'd play as an Inquisitor... Not with FromSoft combat, though, surely. So I think, like... I suppose whole... Terminator armor would actually lend like, itself like, to that. Like, like, well, I actually like the idea of you starting in, like... You know, like, Inquisitors just tend to wear big coats. They look like like fancy commissars, basically. Mm-hmm. And just gradually building up that over the game you, you get, like, full power armor. Mm. And so, like, not as inaccessible as FromSoft, but I like the idea of, like, you... You're there to investigate heresy on like, uh, like in like a big hive yeah, uh, district, fucking necromunda type. Business. Yeah, yeah, and sort of mm. going through, and the, you know, gradually, obviously, chaos are going to turn up because that's what heresy is all about. Mm-hmm. And then you get chaos space marines, and you've got to upgrade your armor into power armor. Yeah, yeah. that sounds or, good. Fucking the burnout lads making a Gorkamorka game. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever play Gorkamorka? No. It was an orc-based racing tabletop wow. game. Yeah, they sort of say. brought it back, and it's so it's called Speed Freaks now. Mm. Also, give Monkey Island to Double Fine. Let's get a good Monkey Island. Yeah, game. come yeah, on, yeah. lads. Let's have it going. Uh, why don't you let us know what your dream combos? Basically, I think that would be a very good. dream games. You but best not pick dreams. a mix. Dream. Oh, duh, I shouldn't have said that because now yeah. everyone's gonna, that's going to be no, it. Pick a crisp. mix and pick a mix games if you could combo two things together for a game. A studio and a license. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Or a person. Why not? Yeah. But you go that's wild I, with it. It's not uh, going to happen. <laughs> IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. That's the badger. Everyone writing. I want everyone who listens this week to write. <laughs> yeah, I want never have to have to ask for feedback again. Person. And I know how many of you listen. That would be more joyous. than I would think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm talking to you. Do it. 
Uh, thank you for listening. That was a, a bumper episode. I had a lovely time. I've laughed my balls out. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to explode? Nope. Okay, we've, I've not slept much. I don't know about you. Nope. No. Slept badly because of all the wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, well, well, and whiskey. And the sex. <laughs> Here's a uh, DJ San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs>